1: Do you hear a ghost voice? Wow. Well, I'm hearing an extra voice. Let's see what we can do about that. A double introduction. Well, you know, how appropriate is that? Since it's the first time that we have recorded and done the show on a Thursday night. That's right.
0: We're trying a different live time. And uh, so perhaps our technology. Well, just on like, um, live on Saturday morning. Yes, if
1: you are familiar with us at all, we've been recording and doing the show on Saturday morning for about a year, and almost a year before oh that, that on Monday. That's right. So we've we'll
0: tried a couple of different times, and and soon enough we're gonna actually try some Skyping or some live feeding or something, so we can see Tracy Brown's face when she's looking at with me, with uh her affirming eyes. And so, uh, those of you who are with me for the first time, we normally have different topics. about dot. Our tenth dot. Judgment. The tenth is going to review Yes. And last week we talked about self-love, and we got a lot of interesting conversation about that, and I learned that, you know, I always have known I can't really ultimately give love that I don't have for myself, because so I've always been very familiar with that concept, but we talked a lot about the concept of
1: being able to
0: only receive the amount of love that we would allow to come into us, and I think about that throughout the week in terms of how open am I to receiving the love is actually a present for me. And I can sit back and say, you know, I'm nobody's helping me, nobody really loves me, nobody really cares about me. But perhaps, you know, I'm the one
1: blocking that and I you need know, think about this last week. And I do Yeah, and that, that was a really interesting conversation about self love and how we perceive ourselves, whether we perceive ourselves as worthy of the love of others, and how connected is that to how we show up.
0: And connecting to the dots to this week's topic, which is Lent. Now, I'm trying to think of
1: how
0: am I going to connect the dots to self-love and Lent, because I was raised as a Methodist, and Methodists, we, we did not emphasize Lent, we did not uh, practice Lent, it wasn't something that was really stressed in the Methodist Church, so as I had friends that were Catholic, or even uh, I went to a church for a period of time when I was younger, that they made a big deal out of the Lenten season, and I always thought that was just like sort of self-abuse. <laughs> I never, I never consider that self-love, you know, and so I really have no connection to self-love and lint. In my mind, they seem very different. I'm sure there's a healthier way to look at lint, perhaps. I'll discover that.
1: As we go through the show, maybe you'll do a connected dialogue at the end of the show. <laughs> That's right. With what we I'll talked become about before. A
0: lint conversion. You'll have a lintal conversion
1: experience live on the show. Okay, well, we're not sure why we're getting the feedback. That's really very unusual. So we're going to take a little break, and then we are going to see what
0: happens.
1: Because that's us talking two minutes ago. So we will be back with you in just a little bit. Welcome back. You're listening to Lost Talk Radio. Say Yes of Spirit with lustful Casis. And um we're trying to figure out whether we have do or do not have a technical problem. Well, we are trying some new things today. So they apparently aren't working the way that we would like them to. So our best option is actually to simply dial out and dial back in. So that's what we're going to do. And if you just happen to be listening to us, trying to be laughing at us. And, uh, yeah, because we actually are laughing. Too. You know, it's like in two years of doing the show, we've never had this exact scenario occur.
0: I'm really invested in that. So if we have a little bit of a
1: technical
0: gifts because we're getting uh used to giving something new, I think that's
1: okay. Well, okay. So, um we'll be back in uh about sixty seconds, hopefully with a fresh connection and a discussion about this. Okay, let's see. That sounds like we have a much better connection. No feedback, no double sound, no <laughs> delay, no Tracy and Leslie talking over Tracy yeah, and Leslie. Tracy, Leslie, and, Leslie. <laughs> and Tracy, and Leslie. Leslie, yeah, that was... <laughs> Or maybe not. Or maybe not.
0: That's wild. This that really is the first time.
1: Okay. Oh, that's really weird. I feel like I'm
0: at the Grand Canyon. Hello, 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 hello.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, now we have no Tracy and Leslie talking over Tracy and Leslie. Let's see if that's true. I'm not hearing Tracy and Leslie talk over Tracy and Leslie. Ooh, you hit the right button. Maybe <laughs> Have you... Maybe you have a poltergeist in your house. Do I really sound like that? I never really listen. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) When you listen to audio recordings or you listen listen Uh, up on a video and you go, I really look like that. Oh, my golly. I really Uh, sound like that. uh. Okay, so today our theme is Lent, and on Say Yes to Spirit, for those of you who are like enjoying <laughs> this comedy and saying, oh, it's a comedy show, right? <laughs> does sound like um, Yeah. And even though Leslie has been known to be a comedian, that's not usually not the okay, case with Say sure. Yes to Spirit. So um, Say Yes to Spirit is all about encouraging you on your spiritual path and about us encouraging ourselves on our spiritual path by having a conversation At least once a week, where we stop and go, huh, how would saying yes to spirit help me get through whatever I'm going through? Or how could saying yes to spirit help me understand what's going on in the world around me? And how can my life be better simply by saying yes to spirit? And so that is what the show is all about. It's interesting because we usually take fairly... Week's topic is is traditional religious kind of topic, but we normally take, you know, just any old topic and talk about it in terms of the spiritual aspect or saying yes to spirit and how that action of being
0: conscious of our connection with spirit, our internal expression, how that shifts
1: everything, even the random encounters, the mundane experiences. And so I just love that it's a conscious, You know, the show is about being conscious, about being awake all the time. Yes. So, Lent, Tracy, did you grow up practicing Lent? Kind of. Yeah? I knew about Lent, and I grew up knowing about Ash Wednesday and, you know, and the whole. Did you do the Ash? Did you do the Ash? Well, I'm thinking about that. I don't really remember. Having ashes on my forehead, I remember lots of other people having them. I know, as a Methodist, I was always a little jealous of the people who had ashes. I thought they were more religious, obviously. But we did Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday. Yes, we did that. But I don't think, and I remember Lent, but I don't remember it being a burdensome, big, you know, scary thing. And in fact, I think one of the reasons that I can see value in the inland, is because if we did it at all growing up, and I think we did, it really had the broader message, what really is more metaphysical message, even though I did not grow up, and I grew up as a as a Baptist, in a Baptist church, um, but growing up with the idea that it's not so much what you're giving up, you're giving it up in order to reach and strengthen your connection or renew your connection to divine guidance. Like, um, you know, what you're giving up are things that are representations of the human world and the human spirit, and they're things that maybe you either are addicted to or you're allowing them to run your life more than spirit and more than God. And so, you know, for 40 days, you back away from that in order to strengthen your connection with spirit, which really is what Lynn is about. And so I don't know if I was just taught that, or if we actually like I don't remember having drama about oh I've got to give up chocolate for thirty for forty days, or oh, I've got to give up whatever coffee or caffeine or things. Yeah, yeah. well, we never even discussed it. And Methodists. we never, it never, we never was a sermon or it never was anything to participate in the giving up. We were just all about waiting for Palm Sunday and, you know, the arrival. But um, so it wasn't until I got into adulthood and, you know, saw my Catholic friends or different people that I started to know. And when you said that, it's about giving something up in order to, you say, make room or reconnect renew. or Renew. Because you're moving toward the resurrection. So I'm giving something up to... Well, and you're not really giving anything up. You are reprioritizing your connection with spirit first. So things that, you know, like someone who they say, I can't do without coffee. I have to have coffee every morning. Right. Don't talk to me till I have my coffee. Right. What they're really saying is that my relationship with God is not the way I start my day, and my day doesn't really start. I'm not whole until I have my coffee. So get in line behind the coffee. And what Lent is is really supposed to be about is putting God first and putting God and recognizing, re-recognizing that. God is the source of everything and God is the center of who you are and how you are in the world. So really what Lynn is about is making that connection again, which means you back away from things that are a distraction to that or something that you've noticed you've given a lot of power to. I see. But what all you hear, people say is, what are you giving up it's for Lent? It's
0: punishment. I always right.
1: thought, yeah. it's not a punishment. Really, oh. it's a preparation. It's oh, go figure. I'm writing a book. It's not punishment. It's preparation. That's right. I need to put something in there about Lent. So interesting. Um, yeah, and that's what people say. What are you giving up for Lent? Not what are you committing to. Not what are you preparing yourself for mm-hmm. at the end of the forty days. And then people. Complain, actually, about I've given up ch- In fact, yes, was it yesterday? Where was I? I offered somebody something, and they said they couldn't have it oh. because they had given up sleep. Oh, I offered someone a cookie, and they said, oh, no, you would bring that today. I just started Lent. I'm like, yeah. Well, I'm giving. I've given up sweets for Lent, and okay. So if if you are knowing that you're buying too many sweets, you know you're buying all these desserts, you're spending money on desserts, or you're you've gained a lot of weight because you eat a lot of sweets, and you want to be back and you mm-hmm. know into what's a more closer to an ideal weight for you, and so you choose Lent to be 40 days where you practice that and put God first, okay, great, but then don't complain about it. <laughs> you know, don't, I, like, oh, poor me. No, I had, oh, poor me, um, I, I want that have cookie. that cookie. I want that cookie, but Dan, nobody, nobody told you that. <laughs> You know, what was it about for you? Why did see, you make that choice? The technology, when it gets here to be able to see your face, Tracy, it'll be worth all this learning curve. You are very expressive. I just don't get it. great. I just That's, don't get it. You know, I'm trying to think back now because it, was it wasn't a Catholic church, but it was a non-denominational church that probably was more Catholic in how they did things when I was, like, in my early 30s that I was attending. And they did a Linton service every week. On like a Tuesday night or something, and they focused on adding in things, and I think that's interesting because what you're saying is really that the idea or the genesis of the of Lent was to take something back away in order to add more God in. Is that what you're saying? I know, kind of. So this particular church, I think, because I don't, they never suggested taking anything away for the 40 days, but they suggested adding in like a daily spiritual practice or right. adding in, you know, getting a prayer partner for those 40 days or adding in something. Right. And that was, really, that was really engaging. I remember enjoying that very much. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense because, yes, what the 40 days is supposed to be about is renewing your connection and your reliance upon God for your nourishment, not just food nourishment, but the nourishment of your mind, your body, and your spirit. And so if that's the case, then you really could do that by saying, you know, you don't have to give up anything, but what you add is a dedicated practice. Right. For those 40 days. For those 40 days, a a specific time every day, or spiritual practice or um, you know, a series of readings that maybe that whole church community is doing together so that we're all moving through this deepening process right. together. You know, I think about um I think about in Islam the practice of Ramadan for thirty days where um Muslims fast from sun up to sun down. For thirty days. For
0: thirty days, they don't from, eat anything.
1: From sun up to sun. Oh time. my gosh! And so, you know, and it's and and it's a part of their practice already to have prayer five times a day, and so during the month of Ramadan, the whole focus on using your waking hours to recommit uh-huh. and to um, and to renew that relationship, and to remind yourself that you know that it is God, uh-huh. it is Allah, it is God that is you know the center of everything, and that makes the sun come up and the sun go down. And and in honor of that, and as a way, I don't know if sacrifice is quite the right it's quite the right word, but as a practice. Uh-huh. That I don't rely on the food of the human in human form. That I don't rely on direction there. That I am focused as much as possible on experiencing God in my life. And so getting up at, you know, 4.15 in the morning, depending on when Ramadan is, so that you can eat. Have breakfast. Before you go through the next, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, 13 hours with no food, and you don't, you, I never hear my Muslim friends who, who practice Ramadan, not once have I ever heard one of them complain about it. It's the darn people. I mean, I. You know, I really hadn't thought about that until today, but I have not once ever heard one of my Muslim friends complain about Ramadan. Now, there are... You know times when, if you have been ill you know or if you are pregnant you oh, don't course. you don't do the the food practice you know you don't you may during those same thirty days do more spiritual reading and things like that, but you don't deprive you know if you're pregnant and you have to feed the baby that's growing within you you it's not considered a break of your spiritual connection. Right, you know, um, so so there are guidelines, guidelines like that. But I've not once heard any of my Muslim friends complain, and I would probably say, you know, at least at least eighty percent of my Christian friends or people I know who are Christian, the only reason I know that they are celebrating Lent is because they're complaining about how hard it is, is. and how rough it is, and like, why'd you choose that then? Yeah, it's so interesting, because I'm thinking of, I'm really, I, I wish I had talked to someone that, you know, practiced Lent before <laughs> the show, but I, I i am feeling like that in some religious situations, the conversation is about the giving up. What are you going to give up for God? What are you going to give up to please God? Or what are you going to give up in order to... Show your devotion or something, you know. And so then it becomes about the giving up. And what you're talking about is about focusing on what you're getting. And I am thinking about, um,
0: I went through another phase in my life, I've had many
1: spiritual phases, where I did a bunch of the American Indian different traditions and rituals. And I had several friends that did vision quests. I was too terrified to ever do a vision quest My Dolly. I don't do anything that involves not eating on a regular basis. But um you know, they would go off on the mountain and sit for three days. Mm-hmm. And we would be in the little hut at the end of the mountain and we were making these little prayer beads or these little things for them and we would eat for them. And we would drink for them. You like that. And we would Mark, have prayer. I like that. I'm very good at that. Anyone that's ever doing a vision quest, I will eat for you. I will drink for you
0: <laughs> I'm really good at
1: that. And uh, so these people that went off on these villages, well, you you've got to face the technology. You're so cute when you're sharing your feelings uh, visually. And uh, so they would go off with the intention of, and they would always be so excited. What am I going to find out? What is spirit going to say to me? What is going to be the message I'm going to get? Yeah. Never were they sitting there going, how the heck am I not going to be able to eat for three days? Oh, I'm going to be so hungry. Oh, what if I die? You know, is there going to be you know, which is why I should never do a vet, you know, a vision quest or lent really, because I would be focused on I'm going to die. But the people that really got into it were always focusing on what were they going to receive from the experience. It didn't, it didn't uh, come across in any time as a, you know, as a as a burden or as something they were worried about or something. It was total energy and excitement and expectation about something good that was going to come up, what they were doing. So here's a description of Lent um, from Mary Fairchild. Lent is a time when many Christians prepare for Easter by observing a period of fasting, repentance, moderation, and spiritual discipline. All sounding like punishment. Okay, go ahead. The purpose is to set aside time for reflection on Jesus Christ, his suffering and his sacrifice, his life, death, burial, and resurrection. And, you know, I think that it's phrased that way and in a lot of of, um, explanations, even, you know, for people who are preparing for Lent, but instead of focusing on the suffering and sacrifice of jesus i think I think what happens in practice is that people choose what to give up for lent as if they need to choose something that would give them what they perceive to be the same level of sacrifice or suffering as Jesus. Expects. Experience, and so they give up things that they don't really want to give up, without making the spiritual connection to why they're giving it up, and maybe that's why we hear so many complaints because the mindset is, "I am suffering, I am suffering," as Jesus suffered. Although, granted, you're not being you know in the in the story of you're not being nailed to the cross and you're not having the physical pain, but I'm just, you know, that, that mindset of I'm doing this so that I can experience a taste of what it's like to suffer does put the focus in a completely different place. It does, it does, it really does. And I tell you, I have a really deep philosophy on the suffering, the idea of suffering of Jesus Christ. And I, I don't know if this is Blasphemy. Blasphemy is a bad thing, right? Um, But I just don't think Jesus suffered. I think he gleefully came into this world with the understanding he was going to say, give us this new information. Give us New new example. Be this light from which we could all see was
0: possible for each of us. And I just, I think You know, there was probably
1: some element of physical pain involved in being nailed to the cross, I'm not denying that, but I don't think for really much of any time was Jesus focusing on suffering. I think he was really excited about what he was giving, which again, like we're saying now, I'm really seeing this, it's about what are we focused on. Exactly. Because the actual event can be the exact same thing, but am I focused on what I'm what I'm going to gain from it, what I'm going to receive from it, what I'm going to get from it, or am I focused on what I'm going to lose and what I have to give up and how hard it's going to be. And, you know, oh, wait. And and, I, and if I'm going to pick something to give up, then I have to make it something that's going to feel really, really hard yes. and difficult. And and then I'll complain about it. But I'll do it. <laughs> because it'll make me better. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is really and then on Easter Sunday when I'm celebrating the resurrection. I resurrect myself right back to eating what, eating all the things I just gave up, or doing all the things I just gave up because you know, okay, I'm resurrected now, so I'll resurrect myself to who I was before instead of to an ascended level. Right. You know, I'm 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 listening to us talk about this, and I'm very aware that. Um, of the level of kind of judgment, not so much superiority, but judgment. And, and, and I'm I'm really clear that the reason for me that that's there is because I do believe if you are going to practice Lent, for whatever reason, even if you're practicing Lent from a perspective that says, I need to sacrifice and suffer, and once you make that decision, then don't complain about it. Have the experience that Hi. you signed up to have as a way of deepening your connection with your spiritual guidance. Don't complain to your friends. Don't complain to your family. Don't complain to the stranger in the grocery store. Don't complain to me when you come across me at the. Just don't complain about it. <laughs> and you're and you're trying not to sound judgmental. <laughs> well, is that' what you're because. because <laughs> well, no, I'm like, oh, that's that's really what I'm judgmental about. I'm not judgmental about your choosing to give something up. Right. I'm yes, not right. judging. I'm not judgmental about it. if you really understand Lent from a perspective of it is all about the sacrifice and what I'm giving up and losing. Okay, that's your understanding of it. I don't really have a judgment about that. What my judgment is about yes. is once you decide whatever you decide, don't complain about Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it and have the experience fully. <laughs> and it, Well, and use it. <laughs> don't make me laugh. No, I'll start coughing. Thanks. And uh, and use it as a way because all it lends is a spiritual practice. It's a spiritual practice. It's a like however you do it, it's a spiritual practice. Which we do our spiritual practices to deepen our connection with spirit. To say yes to spirit, to say yes to God, to deepen our understanding of how God works in our lives and in the world, and to deepen our expression of our connection with God. No matter what faith practice, no No matter matter what religion or spiritual belief, that's why we do spiritual practice. So if, for you, Lent is a spiritual practice, choose whatever you choose and don't complain. Shut up about it. There you go. See, I'm thinking now, you know, I do the meditation at the Center for Palace <laughs> at 7 o'clock every morning, Monday through Saturday. And uh, And I have found myself complaining as of late about it. And so now that you're saying that, because my life has gotten a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, more intense, I have taken on some additional work and find myself not having enough nap and pie time. And so I'm wanting to, uh, to have that extra half hour, hour of the morning. And so I'm grumbling. When I get up, I'm grumbling. I'm driving, I'm grumbling. I get there and there's this other sweet woman at the church that comes every morning. And I grumble a bit to her. And so as you're talking, I'm thinking, oh my golly! I'm grumbling about my spiritual practice. But I must say this as well, I've actually had more than one, two or three friends who have said to me, "You, you've got to give that up, Leslie. You've got to give that up. That's you're not getting enough sleep now. You, you know, it's just too much." A couple of friends had the real smart idea that I could do it every other day. They thought that would be a perfect solution or maybe, you know, once a week or something like that. And when they said that, I found myself going, are you nuts? I'm like, that is the only thing of my day that makes
0: me sane.
1: That is the only thing in my day that I get
0: so much from. And I said to this one friend, I said, you know, my entry into my
1: day when I'm really busy." It's just going to be bad. You know, I'm going to want to sleep to that 11th second. You know, I'm going to be sort of late because I'm sort of late wherever I go. I'm going to be, you know, bitching and moaning. But once I get to that meditation,
0: then everything shifts. I'm in meditation, I that peaceful time. It's pure joy. And then that becomes the entrance to my day.
1: See, so the meditation is, is really a lifesaver. And it's a like- our lives too. Everybody benefits. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm so glad we <laughs> meditate every morning for 30 minutes at the Center of the Spiritual Learning Dallas. And you know, what's interesting about that is there are two things, but one of them is so I meditate every morning at home. Yes. And I don't have that distance. Right. And so you, you which is why you originally suggested doing it, so that you would have a place where you had to show <laughs> up and you needed to be there and you needed that, that structure where, yeah. I mean, there are days when I don't meditate at home, but I would say ninety eight percent ninety five to 98% of the time um, I get up and I meditate every morning. Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad that I can do that at home that I don't have to <laughs> sit up get dressed <laughs> and drive somewhere yeah, yeah, to go meditate. But the other thing that really struck me about that is how you started and why you started saying that. That whole idea of if we commit to a spiritual practice, then don't complain. Nobody made us do it. Right. Nobody forced us to do whatever it is. And and that's so, a big part of saying Yes, the spirit. You often bring up Leslie how what's the intention behind the action? Yes. The action that poor people you know, the things that poor people do can look the same. But what is their intention behind it? <clears throat> and I think that has a lot to do with Lynn as well. Yeah, I think that's what we're coming to. And I think that I, I don't I don't feel you know, certainly I can be judgmental and not feel judgmental but I'm really just kind of in, interested in this concept of that it's about the focus and I think even the religious institutions maybe have have given um, you know given over to this idea of it being somewhat of something that creates a scenario where you feel like you're being deprived of something rather than focusing on the celebration of oh, going to open up Whole new way for you to connect to God. Oh my gosh. When you want that chocolate bar, if you start saying a serenity prayer, you're going to see transformation like you've never seen before. This is going to be fabulous. You're going to see how engaged, how excited, how connected, how much a part of God wants to be in your life because then you're going to be more open than ever because you're going to have that desire for that candy bar and you're going to turn to God and you're going to see, wow, this connection is alive and well. I would never have noticed that. And why are we not standing on the, you know, platforms of the churches saying, well, maybe we are. I don't know. And I'm sure, like I said, you know, I said I think 80% or something of the people I know complain or people I hear talking about it when I'm in the stores or out in the community or at a client's office. But, you know, that means 15 to 20% of the people I know are coming into contact with are not complaining and are very clear that this is a process of transformation. This is a process of renewal. Um and and I've had that conversation with a few of my friends over the years about what they're giving up the word and and why. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little scary if that's only twenty percent, maybe percent are either just doing it to go through the motion
0: mm-hmm. saying
1: they're giving up things but not really or giving up things and complaining about them. (gasps) You mean they're saying they're giving up chocolate and they go at home and eat chocolate in the bed and don't tell anyone? Yeah, or maybe when they're driving or, you know, when they, uh, instead of 40 days, you know, after the first four days, oh, no, I just can't. It's no different than New Year's resolutions. Have hot
0: chocolate instead of chocolate or something? No, no, it's no different than New
1: Year's (laughs) resolutions it was a good idea when you started it or when you said that's what you were going to do. And then you find a week in or, you know, two weeks in Uh to the process that I just am not able to do that or I'm just not willing to do that. But there's a metaphysical take on this as well. And um, this is a... Um, ministers is a minister's name I don't remember right now. Maybe it'll come back to me. The deeper meaning of Lent is much more than just giving up for a specified period of time, your favorite food or thing. It's the transforming um, uh-huh. giving it all. Right. Lent is the purification, the going into the desert, to be free from that which binds us to our earthly body and existence. It's like a caterpillar going into its cocoon to get its wings. But it must first have faith and surrender its life, its current body, for the greater life and body. Mm -hmm. We today, we that study metaphysics today, see this Lenten season as a time to go deeper into our spiritual practices for a greater self-realization. These practices include prayer, prayer. Meditation, <clears throat> the giving up of false ideas and beliefs of duality, the purifying of our mind and emotion, and then to walk our talk. That goes along with what we're saying here, yeah, and it's really it much more of a focus question of transforming these forty days, using it as a as a school almost. Mm-hmm and the, you know in unity churches which are one one of the um church organizations that are under the umbrella of new thought and metaphysics uh Charles Fillmore one of the founders of unity actually wrote a book called keeping a true limp really and and he created you know 40 days of readings, devotions, reflections, and practices to be used. And the thing I remember from that, from, I don't know, 20 years ago when I first was exposed to it, I was so struck by it because the instruction started out being, yes, you will give up something for Lent, but it won't be a thing, it won't be a food, it won't be something like that. What well, you will give up as part of the, this new thought or metaphysical approach to limb is for 40 days you will give up negative thoughts and false Woo, love that. Okay. Wow. And so when you would catch yourself wow. having a negative thought, oh, wow. you would, you know, be pulled back into, wait, I've made a commitment for right. forty days. To examine that, to forgive myself, and then to strengthen or renew my connection with God, and not think that anymore, not think that negative thought, replace it with a positive thought, so see that. that's awesome, and it's a really powerful practice that also that also makes the allowance for you don't change what has become your habit simply by drawing a line in the sand and saying, oh, I'm not going to have a negative thought anymore.
0: Right. That what has
1: been a habitual process or habit, or habit is going to show up. And so you begin to choose every day, how am I going to deal with that? What would love do? What would God do? And so the negative thought's going to come up, and you release it or re- and then replace it with, you know, right. with a different thought, a better thought, a clearer thought, a cleaner thought, a more spiritual thought. Right. And by the end of doing that for 40 days, you do have fewer negative thoughts or false beliefs coming up. But in the process of 40 days, you also learned a new process to replace it without beating yourself up. Right. So it's not an all either or if right. they make the choice and integrate that choice into your life. And see, and that's such a powerful thing because then you continue that on. Cuz I think right. at the end of 40 days when you give up something tangible, then you know, naturally you're going to probably have another piece of chocolate at some point or have another drink of coffee. It's not like you've made a life change you've right. Made a you know, maybe perhaps that 40 days it's been so loose it's been contained in that forty days well, now can't really and and if you're in the last five days or the last ten days or the last three days of the forty day period, and all you can think about is Sunday, <laughs> and Monday I can have chocolate popcorn right. can, chocolate chocolate
0: rabbit. <laughs> Tell me why they started making chocolate rabbits for all the people no, that so gave, up people eating
1: gave up. Chocolate chocolate, they could candy. eat an entire chocolate rabbit on Easter or something, which I'm sure I could actually. You know, this is really kind of fascinating to me. And I'm 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 thinking about I'm taking this class at the center and one of the uh young men taking it with me talked about that as part of the class we're supposed to have a daily practice and he said that he uh has decided getting up an hour earlier. I see a half hour really, you know, I'm bitching a moment enough about that, but he's give, getting up an hour earlier. And it's so funny, the night, last Monday, we week, week ago Monday actually, when he came into class, he looked different. He looked physically different. And I said, Michael, did you cut your hair? No. Have you lost some weight? No, I do really. Did you tan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just looked. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I, he just looked so different. And then, in the course of the class, he talked about the last two weeks he had been doing this thing where every day he's getting up an extra hour early, he's doing some reading, he's listening to some spiritual music, he's doing a little writing, and he's doing 20 minutes of meditation. There's like these four things that he's doing. And he's done them every day for two weeks. And I swear to you, his physical presence has shifted. Unbelievable. Nice. Nice and that's how it works. Yeah.
0: yeah, it really does. It really does. And I think that that is
1: really, uh, you know, it's a motivating factor to have the idea. And that's why I think people, you know, 12-step programs that encourage recovering alcoholics to go to 90 meetings in 90 days, you know, to get into some sort of daily ritual of something because it it is transformative. If you can stay into a daily practice, so, see, Tracy, how screwed up I would be if I wasn't doing that daily practice. We should really, as you say, all be grateful. I, I am doing very that. grateful. <laughs> would I would be one so if I didn't do that. And I also will take the opportunity to remind you that, you know, you do have access to a team of people, <laughs> a team of people <laughs> okay. who would be happy to go on certain days and open the center for a 30-minute meditation. Um, and I do understand how important it is for you to actually go there yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a both you situation. Yeah, it's like, okay. It's, it's funny, about three weeks ago I was thinking, huh, Leslie have not asked me to go open for meditation in over a year. Oh, wow. Know. Okay, no problem. <laughs> and you know the, the thought p- went through my That's mind yeah. and I was like, oh, no problem, you know. I'm sure there are other people who, you know, because I know there've been times when you had to give the key to other people. Yeah. It right, right, right. it's like, okay, I'm not I don't I don't have to do it. I'm just <laughs> available to do it. You know that is so true. And that is uh it's an interesting thing too about uh mailing ourselves I think I am. I'm very black and white, you know. As as smart as I am, went all the way through school. That whole gray. So you know, how does yeah. how does not meditating every day? I just meditate every day. Um, it reminds me, and I don't really. This has much to do with lint, but we might figure out a connection to it. I was um, working out of a friend's house yesterday, and she has a big glass plate wall, and a finch hit the glass. Hmm. and fell down, and I went outside, and I was doing Reiki on the little bird, and I was trying to do a Lazarus thing. See, uh, this, see this is funny a picture. She's laughing out loud at this. It's such a spiritual. I'm not laughing yes, out loud. I'm yes, just laughing. Yes, yes you laugh, are. silently. Your face is laughing. It was very serious to me. and I, since Reiki on the... On the um, berg. I was trying to re-resurrect it. It wasn't dead. It was dying. It was just unconscious. It was dying. And I thought I'm going to... I really wanted to bring it back to life. So I was doing my Reiki. And I was trying to bring it back to life. And it died. And I was really pretty despondent about that. And my friend said such an interesting thing. She said, you know, Leslie, you're so... You have such grand ideas. <laughs> walking through walls, things like that. She said, you know, that doing the Reiki, and she's a Reiki person, she does Reiki, and she said, I am certain that made the transition easier for the bird. Yes. Energetically, you know, energetically, we're all one, and the bird knew that I was present there. Um, and she said, isn't that lovely? And she said, focusing on that and how lovely that was, Instead of walking away going, oh, my goodness, I failed because I didn't have a Lazarus moment and ring my back the dead. And I that's, that's really interesting. And I wonder if there's a Lenten connection in terms of this all or nothing kind of, you know, have to give up chocolate, you know, completely all 40 days. Well, I think, yes, if you give up chocolate, you give up chocolate. You give it up for 40 days. and you But you're, the focus is not I gave up chocolate. The focus is I'm giving up my... Attachment to chocolate that distracts me from the way that God exists and lives in my life. So it's like the chocolate. Not really the chocolate. It's not about the chocolate at all, right? Whether it's chocolate or you know sweets in general, or uh, profanity, or should sure people give up profanity? <laughs> you no, know? I mean I've known people over the years who given up all kinds of things. People who've given up shopping, Wow. people who've given up meat, given up red meat, or given up all meat, meat and fish and chicken for 40 days, you know, do vegetarian or vegan for 40 days. So it's... I don't have anything at all against lens. I really don't. I think it is, if we go into it for the practice of strengthening our connection with God, understanding that God is our source for all, and other things that we just like or love or um, are connected to as a habit, that that's all they are. They are not actually the provider of our sustenance or our joy or our um, the impact in our lives. Ooh, I like that idea that that we're giving up something that we have attached as being the giver of joy instead of seeing that as coming from being awake and the connected the with God. I, I think tonight I do a, a class at the Dallas County Jail on Thursday night, and I was going to have some visitors come watch the class. Tonight. And I was very attached to the idea of these visitors thinking that I did a good job and having a good feeling about me, and I wrote my uh, spiritual teacher a little note in the email, and then I really felt the need to even call her on the way to the gym. I said I'm really overly, you know, engaged in these people telling me, you know, seeing and affirming me. And she was so good at her. Mitra said, you know, you could just give that up and enjoy it. She said, you know, you love going to the jail and doing those classes. Why wouldn't you focus on that? And then, you know, everything just naturally falls out from there.
0: And I thought, boy, isn't that interesting? A shift of the
1: focus. Exactly. What a difference that made. And so it's like the, this limp thing. The core of it is probably pretty fabulous. It's just the shifting of the focus to the, to the fabulous piece and not the, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So now, um, so if I'm not doing this, too late now, so I can't really. <laughs> because it's already started, right? Well, it started, yes, last Wednesday on Ash Wednesday, week, eight days ago. Um, and there's no limitation on the time that you can strengthen your connection with spirit. There you go. So if I'm saying yes, spirit, the next 30 days, I guess 28 days, 14 days, however long, I might think of something I could add, to. You could do that, or you could do it and any in the year. True that. True that. But our time really is about okay, opportunity. then. So um, if you were listening to us for the first time, um, I hope you enjoyed and got some ideas about how you can say yes to spirit. During the month of March, we're going to move the show around on a variety of days and times just to see how that feels um and so check out our our blog page blogtalkradio.com forward slash yts and look for the schedule for upcoming upcoming episodes Yay. Uh, but until we meet again online just remember to say, say yes to the spirit
0: couple times by a couple guys that didn't treat me right i ain't gonna lie i ain't gonna lie alexa play meant to be okay
1: with amazon music a voice is all you need get access to over 50 million songs download the amazon music app today